I'm Jay Matthews, and this is AD Update. And I'm really excited about this episode. It's one we've been working on a while trying to make it happen. Uh, But Coach Mike Bautista, lovingly called by just about everyone, Coach Bow is our head varsity's uh, men's soccer coach. has been an assistant coach both in soccer and football previously and also a world-class teacher, just all-around great asset to Briarwood. So, Mike, uh, Coach Bow, thanks for uh, taking part of the podcast. No, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I want to talk a little bit about this year in particular. I, I just thought you guys had just an amazing year uh, Close games, exciting. I don't think people know how competitive this area is in Class 6A here right in Birmingham. But give us a little bit of background of, uh, you know, what eventually brought you to Briarwood to begin with. Sure. Um, Initially, um, I I had played some college um, soccer back in the early 2010s and um, graduated from uh, Bryan College and then went on to Tennessee to continue on with uh, just like uh, looking into medicine and going through that route. But then uh, the Lord kind of just moved me on to a different path to where I entered into the academic world and teaching. And initially I wasn't even thinking coaching whatsoever. I was just, okay, let's look at a teaching gig over in North Carolina where the Lord just really opened a couple doors and uh, made that happen. But when I was there, um, within the first couple weeks, um, the guy's soccer team was going on, and I was like, you know, I grew up with this. I grew up in Spain, so part of it was like, you know, it's like it's in my blood. I can't yeah, yeah. help it. And so um, when I asked the athletic director if I could just help out, just to be around the guys, meet these guys, and uh, just be around the sport once again since I've been around just before. And so went out there, ended up just becoming just the assistant on day, like, one, <laughs> being out there, like, oh, yeah, you need to help out with these guys. and. That's kind of how my coaching career just started. Um, I had a really good group of guys there that uh, just embraced me and uh, was able to really uh, just form really good connections and relationships with them. And I was there for a total of two years before heading over this way down in uh, Birmingham. And this has been my fourth year. So my second year while I was in Carolina is where I got the head coaching job. Okay. And uh, had a really good, successful year there, too. Honestly, broke a lot of school records. It was actually a really fun year. But part of it, I think, was just uh, not necessarily anything I did. It was just the group of guys really bonded. And yeah. I think uh, just that crew had struggled previously. But between first and second year of my time there, those guys just came together and just formed this tight-knit group of that just did some really special things. Uh, going to get... To Broward, just a minute, but I want to go back to Spain, if you could. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, influences in your style of soccer and the early experience in the game, because we've made the joke all year that you kind of said, you know, you're going to play the pretty European style and not the ugly <laughs> American style. Yeah. And we've overdone that because the coaches you run around with, we wouldn't know, know the difference yeah. if we tried. But, uh, so talk a little bit about Spain, uh, you know, family, oh, absolutely, and, and, uh, and the influences there. So uh, my background, at least there, my dad is uh, he's half Spaniard, half Salvadoran, half Spanish, and he is he was a very special soccer player. 
Mm. Um, just growing up, um, ended up playing for El Salvador back when he was a kid. Wow. Went to the U16, U18. I mean, he was very special. Um, very, very good, talented player. And uh, ended up moving to the United States um, just through the Salvadoran Civil War. So that's how they ended up. In, he ended up in the United Goodness. States. And he was good enough at soccer that that's how he ended up getting into, like, uh, college. A couple coaches, scouts saw him, like, oh, yeah, he, this guy needs to play. And uh, he ended up getting saved and used soccer as a platform to go to a Bible college. That's how, so, so how he got a scholarship, wanted to learn the Bible, and then decided to become a missionary. Well, the missionary, missions work where he went to was um, to Spain. So him and my mom, they met at Tessie Temple Bible College in the, back in the late 80s and then moved to Spain to become missionaries, and then I was born there. And that's where I spent most of my childhood, was moving around multiple places in Madrid. And uh, with that, especially with the Spanish influence, over there, soccer is everything. Hmm. It's all your sense sense of status, it's all your sense of everyone watches, everything slows down for the games. Um, Team you cheer for, just like it's an immediate bond, or obviously, antagonistic if it's against you know a rival of some sort and there's just a tremendous amount of history but like i grew up with the tv always being on and some game from somewhere always being on and i played non-stop i tried to get out of class every chance i had to play soccer with the rest of the guys in the neighborhood and uh yeah it was just like a special upbringing we played i don't know maybe at least five plus hours a day of the sport which is what everyone did yeah yeah hey mom i'm gonna go I'll be back for dinner, but I'm going to go play soccer for the next three hours after school. And so so that was just kind of my upbringing. My dad had a lot of uh, influence on that just because of his background. Yeah. But also, yeah, that was just what I loved doing. I went to a public school setting all in Madrid. And then in the United States, getting ready to enter in high school, I go to a school that's really actually very similar to Briarwood in okay. Chattanooga. It's a private Christian school involved with the church as well. And my goodness, it was just a culture shock. Yeah. They didn't really have a team when I first got there for soccer. Everything was football or baseball. And uh, tried those out. And initially, it was a bad experience for me. <laughs> <laughs> Never used my hands. I was about like half the size of everybody. It was just, it was a learning experience. But um, through time and again, just being around the area itself in the South. I just love sports, love being around where people are active and competing, and uh, I ended up just embracing football, basketball, and eventually came back to soccer when we started the team back up again and got that rolling. Your classroom schedule is not your average head varsity coach's schedule. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so I'm true. looking here. Yeah, and 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 by the way, you know your your early impact with our students was in the classroom. Yes. You know, I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, your style as a teacher, I mean, our students fell in love with you, and it's been the same way in your in all your coaching endeavors, but second period chemistry, third period chemistry, uh, AP environmental uh, science, fifth period chemistry, sixth period chemistry, eighth period chemistry. Yep, I got a lot of chems this Where year. Where <laughs> do you find time to coach? Because that, oh, that that's a high-level teaching there now. So... Um, when I have time, I try to make it. Um, fortunately, in the spring semester, 
with uh, first period football, fo- football being off season with training, that's allowed me at least a little bit more time to try mm-hmm. and not just manage my classroom and just preps in general, but also dealing with any sort of like coaching um, agenda stuff, whether it's schedules, whether it's um, checking in with the Dragonfly, making sure all that's set up, um, trying to come up with practice plans, looking through all my stats, all that um, throughout the day. Um, it's also been a challenge too, since this is, I've been married for about a year and a half. Right. And so um, managing my home life as well, just like I don't want to be unbalanced in that. Yeah, yeah. So leaving practice or leaving a game, I do want to be engaged when I get home also and not just worry about all the things school and all the things soccer and all the, it's been tough. Yeah. It's been, um, honestly, it's just been a lot, especially with Kim being this first, this is the first year I've taught it here. Previously, I've been teaching biology and psychology and anatomy. So those are just different things. Yeah. So this is the first time I've done this particular course. And uh, yeah, it's just been a lot of work. But I do think the Lord is good. I do yes, think that um, as far as energy and mental stability, the Lord provides there. And I've had a really good just core group of just uh, guys and uh, colleagues that have helped me out a lot through that too. So that's been just a, just something I've been very fortunate with is the support system here at Briarwood has actually been excellent. Yeah. Um, whether it's through Coach Matthew Forrester or um, my assistant coaches in soccer with uh, Matthew Goodman and Greg Barnhill, like they they've been really solid yeah. in helping helping me manage all the different. Uh, facets of actually trying to head coach <laughs> so and, and, and i don't know if people yeah. believe me how excellent you are in all those so i so i've actually f- physically been with you and i've watched you break down football film and get on the whiteboard and draw up secondary coverages and structures <laughs> yeah. that makes sense yeah and i'm thinking man he is really good at that then i've watched you do the same thing with soccer i've watched you meet your team mm. Uh, I've seen a number of times a pregame, um, you know, your game plan for the game, and you've you've broken the other team down. You've talked to it, and I've seen you make corrections at halftime yeah. in the team room on the board. And I'm thinking, man, he is really good at that. Try to. And then I walk in the day in your classroom, and you're teaching them, uh, you know, hydrogen mo- molecules, <laughs> and they're all engaged, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just I want to commend you. Well, thank you. Uh, for just all the guilt, the gifts, the skill set uh, the Lord's given you. So that, that's amazing. And I don't think people realize that mm-hmm. for the average high school coach, I mean, that's a stipend position that's the extracurricular part sure. of the job. So, again, uh, you do your school job, school job well, ministry focus. So I really, really appreciate that. Let's talk a little bit about your season. Yeah, I know. That'd be good. 13, 4, and 2. Um, ranked very high all year in 6A. In fact, uh, you know, our area is just unbelievable. It's know? stacked for sure. Uh, a lot of good teams. A lot of fun wins. Uh, Chelsea, John Carroll, you know, dominant performance against Sparkman, tie against Mountain Brook. Uh, and just uh, it was it was so fun because even among the coaches, we were calling it bow ball, you know, and just really fun <laughs> yeah. watching it. But then also some heartbreaking losses, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're really out of the playoffs by a couple of PKs that didn't go your way. And then just, uh, you know, an unfortunate uh, finish 
is the last area game of the year. But uh, but overall, uh, let's talk about your season, your team, and uh, a little bit of what your recollection is of that. No, absolutely. So overall, getting 10-plus wins in any season just shows the level of um, – whether it's talent or just commitment, mm-hmm. there's just a lot. It's a long season, a lot of games that are that were close that we won and several that were close that we ended up losing. But um, we started off on this tear. Mm-hmm. At one point, we were 10 wins straight um, with zero losses when we finally got that first loss on our first area game, which, uh, again, just kudos and just a lot of – respect to the teams in our area they yeah. they battled us we only lost one game outside of area um just showing you just the the power that was within the four teams that were in it and uh yeah just excitement all around i think the guys in general just to highlight starting seven sophomores just shows just a lot of just good things happening here in the next coming years just a lot of talent and commitment from these guys. I mean, I can't speak of how proud I am of, the, of them, just with the effort and the quality that they played with. I think early season, we caught a lot of teams by surprise, just based off of, just stylistically. The new style. The new style. Like, yeah. And that's, just to emphasize that a bit, um, formation is one thing, but it's more of how we utilize when we have the ball. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just took the stance of, like, I wanted to be a team that was more possessed-driven, trying to find strings of passes to where we comfortably were able to find angles of attack and from there exploit that. And, uh, yeah, so that was just a huge learning process for me, for my guys as well, but just proud of how we started. And, and you know, what you're bringing up is such an interesting point in high-level competitive sports, of which high school is definitely there, it's the um, give and take of two teams going at each other yep. that pushed, kind of like pushes everybody up. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking a little bit about this before we started uh, recording. But, um, you know, the at, every now and then I'll have this, you know, a coffee or lunch, you know, with a parent. And they're super supportive of the school and coaches, and then uh, may have coached a sport, you know, at a younger level, maybe played the sport, like even in college, you know. But mm-hmm. if if your last coaching experience with that level of competition is even five years or greater, you know, how far the schemes adjust, I think would actually blow people's minds yeah. at our at our level in Class Six A in Birmingham at all sports and. And, and I'm going to have you comment on that, but, you know, I was in the baseball dugout the other night. And I was talking to one of our pitchers who had the night off. Well, he started talking to me through his coaching points on these game situations where <laughs> yeah. this many outs, yeah. this guy on base, what the scouting report says about him, the guy that's coming up that's on deck, you know. And then he was talking about the, the kind of pitches that he could throw versus the kind he takes out of his toolbox, mm-hmm. you know, and location. And I'm thinking, I don't think anybody knows the level of scheme uh, that we're looking at in all sports. Yeah. And then you mentioned that was the same way in soccer. You uh, know? Yeah. I think, like, uh, 
again, early on, teams going in blindly with us were shocked. Like, whoa, like this is a whole different type of Briarwood. Within that, teams, and just again, tremendous amount of credit to the coaches um, in the area. They knew they couldn't beat us with that. They knew they couldn't play in the sense of open play to try and beat us at that particular thing because that became kind of just our mojo. And uh, that was just difficult for teams to do. So they, they, again, coaching-wise, adjusted and forced it to where we were a bit, whether not as dangerous or uncomfortable, and so forced these kind of adjustments. Now, what's frustrating to me is that I still feel like it could have gone either way. Yeah, yeah. If we just get that one goal in, it just changes the whole scope of the game. While well, they knew if they can keep us from that one yeah. goal in, they're in good shape. So it was just kind of like, which one's going to give first? Yeah. And sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. And I think revisiting that, looking into the future, is something that's going to be exciting for us. And there, and there are things in that with all sports you can't control. You, know, yeah. you can't control what the officials may or may not call. You can't mm-hmm. control the weather. You know, But mm-hmm. I, I do know either you bringing in film one day or me there watching y'all play, and when they all kind of put together and have this great passing around and then end up being a – Nice shot on goal that went in. Your smile is always oh, so yeah. big when I know that they've done <laughs> it in a beautiful is. way. Yeah, it's not just a score. A couple of talk about some of the players because uh, yeah. this was a young team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your spotlight person um, was Matthias Leib, who's yep. uh, had some opportunities to go a lot of places, one of the, really the top players in, in the country. Mm-hmm. He's going to Clemson to play soccer. And his leadership, his servant heart, his work ethic, the way he worked with these young guys, I mean, he was truly a blessing. And you can, you can comment on him. But, you know, so it was a really neat year of the mix of the, the veteran guys and then this kind of group of greenies that uh, really <laughs> yeah. came around. So a little yeah. bit about that dynamic. Yeah. Well, let's highlight the seniors. So one just since me being here four years, this is the crew that I've seen some from freshmen all the way up to senior year. And so several of these I worked on with JV back in the, my first year here and last year as the assistant for varsity. Um, Matthias live as a standout, sure, that, but all those guys yeah. have, I've just seen them grow in such a ways and their contribution and their acceptance of me as well mm. is something really special to yeah. me and I told that them that at the very beginning just this is a special group that I'll always remember like this is the first class yeah you me, always you remember know? that first team you know and so like yeah. that's that's there's a sense of um just genuine just you know just excited to be able to coach them this way and I'll always remember that so again guys that just took the reins with me and I think they were a huge part of the success that came from this year. Whether it's their efforts in the locker room, whether it's their efforts outside and pre-training and post-training and so forth. But highlighting at least specifically Matthias, Matthias is a gifted player. He's in all the ways, right? But one thing that he loves, probably more than the rest, is the pass. Mm. Which goes coincided with what I really like about the game too. You <laughs> That's know? great. So an excellent passer, great vision, and he's the kind of guy who thinks way ahead than everybody else. Like what should be open, what should be done here. 
And part of that is um, can be a ground of frustration, especially when you got some youngsters who are not on the same wavelength. Not saying that that's the right thing to do or wrong thing, but it just shows just the kind of technical thing that he does have, but also the mental game that he has. And I think he'll do well at Clemson, at least when it comes to just the processing of the game at that speed. He had several wonderful goals during the season. But my favorite goal was actually at Sparkman, which was based off the pass. Is that the one you told uh, me maybe the greatest oh my, one? That was the one history. I've ever – yeah, it's like it just happened in a way that was just so elegant. And it was all based off one touch, like little layoffs, boom, boom, boom. And he just just crushed it with the right foot, curled into the corner. It was just a beautiful, beautiful moment for us. And I just were like, yeah, I was just – I was so pumped. <laughs> like just seeing that happening with these guys. Him connecting with a sophomore, getting it back, connecting with another sophomore, getting it back, and then just shooting it. It was just a really, really good moment. And uh, one that I don't think I'll ever forget. I'll yeah. remember that Sparkman goal forever. And so he did great. But looking at the youngsters, the sophomore class is extremely strong. Um, started seven. I have nine in that class right now yeah. that's moving up and potentially more in the future. But... Um, they're just a good group of guys. Several yeah. are like in really high quality um, club teams, but they're soccer boys. They yeah. love the sport. The day after we found out that we couldn't even, we didn't make playoffs, they went to train. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, we got to get back at it. And, and, and so that's and just I'm the mentality. interrupt you, but you're a guy also that you've embraced the weight room mm-hmm. in your program. Uh, I think you got a taste of it as an assistant football coach. Yeah. And, so I, you may be the most uh, weight room savvy and committed soccer coach I've ever encountered. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking for our guys, we're in such a competitive area. 6A is something else. We play a ton of 7A schools too. But just we need every advantage. And I think just the feeling that I had, it was just contagious and addicting. You know, it's like and, I want to feel superior than my opponent. And you added the yeah. sports science Piece where y'all wore the catapults. Mm-hmm. You relied on Cal Southall, our coordinator yes. of uh, you know uh, injury performance, and uh, so you learn things about their player load and stuff along the yeah. way as well. One thing I want to highlight with that was that at least this season-wise, both in preseason and through the season itself, is the lowest amount of injuries we've ever had. So I remember my first year here, we had at one point like two pulled quads and three pulled groins in the same week. And it was like the second week of the season. And we're like, <laughs> at this point you're missing half your starting squad, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so looking at it, I think just proud of the guys and their embracing of the preseason itself, but also the data that Kyle has provided for us has been really, really good. And just keeping tabs on that too. Like we're seeing differences between preseason through the season, but also this is stuff we can carry through next year. Like these sophomores, hey, you're performing at this level last year. What's going on now? Yeah, like, man, yeah. you've you've gone above or yeah. you've declined. And so yeah. these are just good um, indicators for us to continue to grow as a program is using the, the health science side yeah. of stuff. I got two two different reports of this next thing I want to talk to you about. And, it, and I can't tell you how positive this was for me and said a lot to me about your desire for the ministry side of coaching. Yeah what Brian was about. So 
tell me about this a little bit almost controversial, uh, <laughs> at least risky email you send out, you know, to your team and parents, and resulting in this kind of team meeting that, uh, you know, for a first year coach and all, I, I feel like that was quite a bold move, but man. <laughs> It turned out really well, and I credit parents and players for allowing it to go well. But tell, tell us that story. I think that's remarkable. All right. Well, um, at this point in the season, we are 12-1-2. So we only have one loss, and the only loss we had was against Pelham in a PK scenario, um, which, again, comes down to the end. So at this point in time, we had just this, um, and then we had just been them, playing them again. Yep. We go over to Westminster, and a lot of my guys, I think, mentally were not engaged. A lot of them were um, looking towards spring break, which was coming right up soon. Like there was just a lot of distractions and things going on. But then we get to this game, and the game itself was an implosion. Guys got frustrated with each other, and they just, I think there was a semblance of arrogance that came up. Again, mm. at this point, we had only lost one, <clears throat> and it was in a PK shootout. Everything else, we had beaten each team remarkably, whether it's not necessarily by goals, but just in play. And from the top down, we're talking like the bench, the negativity was through the roof. Guys blaming each other, getting frustrated. It's like, oh, I can't even play this game anymore. It was just a lot of just awful. It just mm. got awful. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just thinking through, like, one is to rip them, yelling at them, right? <laughs> like, there's something you got to call them out on. Yeah. Which, that, you know, that, there's been moments of the season that we've had to do that, and we got it back together and rallied, yeah. um, thinking through the Helena game especially. Um, but at this point in time, I'm like, I just, like, it praying in my mind like lord what do i do with these guys we lost and like i'm trying to gather these guys together at the end of the game and you can just sense like the frustration they don't want to be there they're not playing for each other it was just it was a hard moment for me as a coach and i remember i was talking to my assistant matthew goodman just in the parking lot for probably about an hour and a half thinking through like this could be a break it moment for the whole team. Like the cracks where I feel like so significant or oh, what's happening within the team that could just ruin everything. And that's just not the team side, but just like in life, what yeah. are these lessons we're trying to teach these guys, right? Like, yeah, we want to win, but at the same time, like that sense of selfishness and arrogance that will crush their families, communities, in the future if that kind of behavior continues. And that just sets so heavy with me. And I think that was just the hardness of the heart that was within the guys at that moment in time. And so I just went to like, you know, at this point I can pray, yes, but I also wanted the parents to get involved with this too. Mm -hmm. So I sent a message to all the parents saying, hey, we're gonna, I'm gonna meet with the guys tomorrow, first thing. And we're going to have, I'm not too sure what I'm going to do yet with them, but um, we need to address this. This is more important than any X and O's. Is this, we need to address the heart. And, and did you say it's a hardness of heart? Yes. <laughs> we need to address the hardness of heart of the boys. Interesting. And um, the parents, like just I think them joining in with that is 
shows one their commitment to their kids sure right. right like hey like this is bigger than soccer um my hope was through that experience and that loss that the guys would grow to learn a little bit more of how important it is to be meshed within a group of brothers and um yes there can be scuffles but the sense of loyalty towards each other needs to transcend that and our sense of like we're playing for something bigger than ourselves needs to be part of that too and so with that i was asking just the parents to join me with that because i couldn't even sleep Mm -hmm. like it was like we lost the westminster or sorry the pelham game by pks and that hurt but that's just part of the game right right. we played well they played well and that's one thing but the westminster game in particular we played terribly but it was because of how we played that really just yeah hurt you know handling adversity in the way that's not blaming exactly so 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 good so well here we are the next day and i met with the seniors first thing i told them we're meeting in my classroom at like seven early we're gonna talk we're gonna deal with this right away and i was thinking about like taking them to like oak mountain we're just gonna like i may have them run a mountain for all i know i have no idea i'm trying to figure that out on the fly and uh so i meet with the seniors and one of the seniors came up to me and i was like I don't know what you have planned, but you just need to sprint us. I'm like, well, that's the easiest ask you've ever asked. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, I have yeah. no problem with yeah. that. But um, so we talked through just kind of how we manage the next uh, couple of days um, and where we go from there. So we ended up having, we ended up staying here on school after talking for a while. And, but um, I just showed them, like, and just shared scripture specifically out of, um, just Colossians, um, just talking about, you know, what it means to love one another, what it means that that is the what binds in perfect mm-hmm. unity is love. Yeah. And uh, just those parts of scriptures, like, this is what we need to emphasize. Yeah, you want to win, but the sport is too complicated and too much for one guy to handle, or two guys, or three. It takes all 11 on the field. It takes the guys on the bench. And if we're all in, like, with each other in this, I think that's when really special things happen. And so we talked through that, and yes, I did run them. But it was a moment where I feel like the guys embraced that, and they came around to where they accepted that better yeah. and worked on it. Now, were we perfect? No. Correct. Yeah. And this is something we're going to need to keep working on because we're by far not where we should be, maybe. But aren't we all, right? That's right. That's Isn't right. that kind of something that, like, yeah. I know I'm not. I know there's hardness in my heart as well. And, like, Lord, how do I, you know, just continually submit to what you have going on here and the good that you're making happen? And I think in the future for these guys, I think that's my hope is just this moment, the season, the lessons that we could at least start learning now will be emphasized when these guys have their own families when they're involved in church all that stuff you know yeah. and just a sense of uh, servanthood i feel for my seniors i yeah, wish yeah. we had a chance at playoffs yeah. you know like yeah. it's just i really feel for them but my hope is that this season itself just in a way softens that heart for them as they become men really impact their communities and um, form that leadership that they have in them already well, the fruit of that just came through my office, you know. And I mean, you can imagine, uh, you know, 80, 90% of the emails I get you know, <laughs> are usually 
something of a deficit or, you know. Uh, yeah. And really, be honest, sometimes it's even uh, parents upset by the coach who is landing on the team. And not, not just individuals, but just saying, hey, we're not there, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and yet what I got back from your group was this amazing, this is the kind of coach we – just love to embrace, you know, and I think that allowed the guys then to kind of embrace it, you know, because it was now a partnership, you know, with uh, virtue, spiritual growth, uh, reconciliation, forgiveness, all those things, you know, the Hebrews 12 model of what the goal of discipline is. So I just, I don't know. I'm so thankful that you're with us. I mean, I could talk to you about soccer, uh, I mean, bow ball among our coaching staff became the <laughs> mantra this this year. All the group texts and so forth. I mean, it was always, what are the boys doing, you know, no. and, and <laughs> thrilled with you. So I appreciate you, Mike. Yeah. Uh, appreciate your role as a husband, you know, as a world-class teacher and uh, a guy that understands uh, sports as a ministry, mm-hmm. and you're such a great uh, asset to us. So, man, I – I just don't think thank you is enough, so I thank you for all you do for us. Well, I think the Lord just, uh, again, he has orchestrated all things for us to even have this conversation yeah. here and uh, be able to share with these experiences, whether it's in football or other sports. And uh, just thankful for the opportunity to do this. And also, I think, uh, yeah, like I was surrounded by such a great group of people that um, it just shows the goodness of the Lord, you know. It's nothing that I've earned or deserved, but the Lord is good. And whether it's the families that I work with each day, whether it's the players or students, like it's it's a special place. So thankful for that. At Briarwood Christian School in Birmingham, Alabama. And each episode of this podcast is dedicated to our coaches, volunteers, and other staff members to help us wrestle with what it means to be a Christian, competitive athletics program in contemporary society. Thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of AD Update.